Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is April 30th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. Um, as for me, I'm doing pretty good. Feeling pretty great, I say. Even though I do have a little bit of a sniffles. I think it's uh, my cat allergies for, from hanging out um, at a friend's house. So... You know, these things happen, you know, you get the little hachu, but cats are cute, so I get it. Uh, that being said, uh, me corner, me update, we had a good time. We've had a good weekend. It's been very therapeutic, if you will. It was a good, like, family friend time. I really needed it. It's been really nice. So it was, I, I wound up going out to Northside. That's a typical little hangout spot for me. Uh, well, I mean, you know, when I go out, see my homies. So, um, went out, got drinks. Oh, okay, let's just go to do Food Corner 2. So, a couple spots that we went to. We had lunch at Morsel and Nosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. An amazing little sandwich shop. So yummy. I got the John Adams. Or the John Adams? I think it was John Adams, yeah. It was essentially a BLT, and then I added onion, and I when I tell you this is some of the thickest cut bacon, and they just piled it, piled it, piled it. It was so beautiful. Such a sturdy-looking sandwich. It was so good, so yummy. So I had that, and then later on in the night, I went to Chameleon, and I got my wings, pound a bone in, hot. It was nice. Well, I guess it's fire, but, like, yeah, because I'm not getting the hottest thing they have there. I just... I don't know that, but then I got Cajun Greek fries, and those were also banging. So I I was I was very well fed. Um, so yeah, yeah, we're doing good, feeling all right. Besides the um, a little bit of the sniffles, but let's let's go ahead and run through some news. Let's see from the Associated Press: uh, Neighborhood fights Haiti gangs after vigilante killings. Armed with machetes, bottles, and rocks, residents in the hilly suburbs of Haiti's capital fought back against encroaching gangs Tuesday, a day after a crowd burned 13 suspected gangsters to death in a gruesome outburst of vigilante violence. So, you know, we haven't covered Haiti in a while. Um, Obviously, things have not gotten better. Hasn't really been any improvement. Uh, they also, like, I know, like, UN has said, like, I think the head has said, like, hey, you know, we should actually send in, you know, people to support, like, actually, I think, like, put in, like, armed guard or some shit like that. Uh, yeah, international armed force. Uh, but that hasn't happened. So uh, when you have a situation, I think, with the police, the numbers are 1.2 officers per thousand citizens in Haiti, so those numbers are not in the favor of the police to really be effective or do anything, and so things have really just kind of fallen to the people to do what they need to do to, I don't even think you can necessarily say stop the violence, but just push it back, like, you know what I mean, to say, hey, like, if you come here and you do what you were doing in our, you know, in our towns to our people, 
then we're going to fight back. We're going to push back against you. And, you know, that kind of shit's going to happen. So, I mean, I do, obviously, it's it's really sad that, you know, this kind of situation has come to this. But it is good to see people, you know, doing what they can for not just themselves, but their, you know, their fellow people in their community. Because you don't want to see this shit just continue on and nothing happen, nothing change. So, I did want to, you know, at least put some coverage on it and, you know, let you know where you could read some more about that, if you like. So, I, I gotta say, it is obviously pretty brutal. Um, and like I said, it doesn't look like there's, like, the, the silver lining is that people are fighting back, but that doesn't, like I said, make the changes that are necessary or anything like that, sadly. But, um, moving from bad to bad, um, from the Associated Press... North Dakota governor signs law banning nearly all abortions. Excuse me. North Dakota on Monday adopted one of the strictest anti-abortion laws in the country as Republican uh, Governor Doug Bargum signed legislation banning the procedure throughout pregnancy with slim exceptions up to six weeks gestation see um also they have the uh the clause that um let's see in those early weeks abortions would only be allowed in cases of rape or incest or in medical emergencies okay so i mean no because it's here's the thing yeah because after six weeks rape and incest victims cannot get abortions so it's a pretty much that stipulation that they like to tack on where it's like oh well you know if it's gotten to this point it's it's god's plan like it's fucking bullshit but um so so this is definitely an l it's a shame for north dakota i mean this is something that is obviously suppressing the rights of a lot of women in that state um i think that the implementation of this might be uh, on hold, though, until, um, like, another law thing, lawsuit thing passes, whatever. I'm not sure. Oh, here, I can just read it. Fuck. <laughs> the North Dakota law is designed to take effect immediately. But last month, the state Supreme Court ruled a previous ban to remain blocked while a lawsuit over its constitution- constitutionality proceeds. Last week, lawmakers said they intend to pass the latest bill as a message to the state's high court signaling that the people of North Dakota want to restrict abortion. So, sure, sure thing, bud. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would hope that, you know, that this is only a temporary thing in terms of, like, this, the times at hand, hopefully things can shift you know, people can kind of see these laws get implemented and say, hey, if you don't get out to vote and and really change the people in your state running it, then this is only going to stay the same, if not get worse. So that's that's kind of all you can hope for. Um, I will say we do have some good news for the rest of the pod. So I'm going to go ahead and cheers to that. Um Mm. We're definitely doing water this Sunday morning. All right. Ooh. All righty, room macaroons. Um, from the New York Times, a ba- abortion bans fail in South Carolina and Nebraska. 
So this was some good news. Uh, South Carolina and Nebraska, two conservative states that have been pushing to ban abortion on Thursday, both failed to pass new bills prohibiting the procedure, preserving wide access to abortion in those states and handing surprise victories to abortion rights activists. Uh, let's see, in Nebraska, a bill to ban most abortions after six weeks of pregnancy, strict prohibition that would allow the procedure before you know, most people know that they are pregnant, uh, failed to advance. So that's 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 good, that's good, that's good. Uh, though I will say what, uh, the bill fell short, one uh, vote short of 33 needed in order to advance after two senators did not vote. So I, I do think that it is a situation where there are, uh, there are obviously some Republicans who are moderate. I think especially when you look at, like, if you're a woman, whether you're, you're liberal or conservative, you still have the understanding of, like, yeah, I should have my rights. Like, I am a woman. I should have at least some control over my body. That's so crazy. What? Like, hell, maybe all. Um I think at the same time, though, when you have a conservative base, you're trying to toe that line because you want to, you know, get your votes. You want to get that Christian base. Uh, so you get you get stuck, I think. But I do think um, in the situation, I think, with South Carolina, there, you know, were three Republican. Um, there were three Republican women. There were five in the Senate uh, total. And um, they're like, yeah, no, we, we are against this. Um, abortion bill like we don't want it we don't ever the abortion ban so um yeah i think they use the argument of like hey this is like literally like a baby's having baby situation what we're potentially having here and like that's not what we want to see um but that being said kind of like i said in the other situation with North dakota it can always swing and i feel like obviously when you're on the other side of the situation the numbers are usually razor thin so it, all it takes is, uh, you know, a bad election year. And they see, you know, these new people in and they're like, they're not going to care. You know what I mean? So you could easily see those changes uh, revert back and, you know, women lose their rights in these states. And I, and I do think, um, at least in the situation with um, South Carolina, they are a big spot for abortions because there's so many like if not all southern states are pretty much like have harsh bans against it so it's like that's a place you have to kind of travel to in order to get the abortion that's like the closest in your area for some for a lot of people so um so this is good news you know we celebrate that we we, we take a dub isaiah's new stand yee yee all right and i got one more thing here another dub actually i got this is this is news from a friend so shout out to jordan thank you thank you thank you I, I I love hearing this as a, you know, an old, like, Sega was the first console I owned. Uh, I got it for Christmas as a kid. It was amazing. Changed my whole fucking life. Had that six-pack. Um, like, Golden Axe, fucking Sonic, uh, Streets of Rage. Oh, my gosh. There was so many little fun games. Um, so many little cool moments. So cool to see Sega won in the news for something good. And just, you know, seeing Sega period is always nice. Um, so, yeah, nice to kind of talk about that and close this out. But you know me. I'm going to double down here. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Um, from The Verge. Sega of America is the latest video game studio to organize. 
Today, workers at Sega of America's Irvine, California office have filed for a union election with the National Labor Relations Board, or the NLRB. Uh, the new union, Allied Employees Guild Improving Sega, or Aegis, is partnered with the Communications Workers of America and consists of a supermajority of 144 employees across Sega's QA, uh, QA localization, uh, live service marketing and, or live service marketing and product development departments, making Aegis the largest video game union in the United States made up of workers across numerous departments. So obviously that's a super cool vibe. Um, let's see, here's a quote here that I liked. Uh, our workers and our audience deserve games made by people who make a living wage. I totally fucking agree. Uh, this was a mission statement from Aegis Union. In order to, in our quest to reclaim our collective power, we have built bridges with fellow workers from across our company in an effort to understand our shared issues and those that are unique to each department. And something I liked about this is, is a lot of times uh, union talk is focused on how much more money you get and how much like better quality of life is, you know, just because of that alone and you're just more incentivized to work and things of that nature. But something that unions do that's really cool is work becomes more organized better. And you kind of see it with the with this group of individuals where they're, they're saying, hey, like, we would have moments with our friends. We're talking, like, in the same, you know, group studio. There'd be people in the other, like, you know, department across the way and we'd meet and talk and that would seem so fluid, but like, that's not how the company was moving. But like now with Aegis, like that makes the communication line so much better. Like the idea of bridging gaps here is something that the union is helping facilitate in a better way. And I think in almost every situation I've heard and seen, when a union is applied, not only do people get paid better, so their quality of living is improved, but then the work is improved because Things become more streamlined to make things more safe, um, more efficient, and, you know, just overall helping, like, a general community synergy um, in a warehouse, in other warehouses, other places, other places. It's just things just sync up so much better when you have these kind of unions because we all really just become, like, little worker bees in a lot better way, in my opinion, instead of it being, like, this top-down delegation of sorts. Um... But yeah, that's my two cents on the matter. But yeah, hell yeah. Big ups for that. Love to see it. Uh, that's all I got, though. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I really just appreciate all the love and support I get from all my friends who listen. And even, you know, people who are listening, like, I don't know, around the world, whatever I check and peep that, that blows my mind that people are tuning in just to hear me talk about random foods and international issues and crazy shit. I don't know. I, I, I really just, it, it makes my head pop when I think about it. And uh, thank you so much. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye.